What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Two item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Straight Talk Faithful, your host, George McKay. I'm here again with another great episode on tap. This one is actually a first to first for me. This one I'm sitting down with uh, a tag team, a great upcoming tag team in my opinion. I'm sitting down with Matt Grant and JT from Empire. How are you guys doing? What's up? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys so much for having or meeting with me via Skype. I appreciate it. I know uh, uh, the wrestling business is hard and schedules conflict, but I'm glad that we could sync up and get this uh, interview in the books. Very excited about this one. You guys are actually, like I said in my intro, you guys are my first tag team that I'm interviewing together, so this is pretty cool. Well, it's uh, it's pretty cool to be doing it, so uh, thank you very much for having us. Uh, I can speak personally and say that I've been really looking forward to doing this podcast, so thanks, man. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. So the first question I always ask everybody, and I guess I'll direct it to uh, Matt, you first, and then JT, you second, is defining moments. Everyone in the wrestling world, everyone that loves wrestling, always has that moment where they remember where they fell in love with wrestling for the very first time. Do you guys remember your defining moments? Not necessarily like a particular moment per se, but like when I was a kid, and like I, I said this so many times, but like. I, I literally don't remember my life without professional wrestling. Like I remember watching it as the, the youngest I could possibly have a memory of. Um, it's something that has always been in my life and connected to. So um, honestly, it's just been something that I've personally loved so much. And the fact that I'm even doing it as a, I guess a somewhat profession is the coolest thing ever to me. And what about you, JT? Uh, same here. I don't really remember like, an actual defining moment. Um, I was watching wrestling before Matthew was born. Like we are, we're brothers. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but um, I, I actually did not know that. So well, yeah, look at that breaking, uh, breaking half, news to me. <laughs> only half brothers, but we've essentially been uh, around each other our, our whole lives or his whole life. And yeah, uh, just growing up watching wrestling, it really at a young age really drew me to it. And from, from, as far as I can remember, I've been hooked, so I don't know 
there's no actual defining moment of of it. There's a thing too. It's like with JT and I being brothers, like we do have a third brother as well, and it's like I, I think there's never been the same connection between either me and him or David and him, JT and him, I should say. Um, it, it, there's never been that actual connection like there has been between me and JT. JT and I just connect on this different level, especially when it comes to wrestling. So, again, the fact that we've been able to become a tag team and do this is like the coolest thing to both of us. So that actually brings me to a question because, like I said, I haven't interviewed – again, you're my first tag team. So when you decide you want to train – did you guys decide right off the bat we're going to be a tag team or was it just you did your training and then it kind of progressed into, you know what, we're pretty good each on our own, but when we're together, you know, we, we can kick it into that next level. For me, when I first started training personally, it wasn't even to be a wrestler. Um, I, at the time I was and I, I just finished up actually, uh, I was wrestling. So um, it, it was something where I kind of used the training to get better at refing positioning and just the small little things you got to know as a ref. So when I first started training, that was my mentality. Uh, JT had the mentality of being a wrestler because like you look at both of us and he's like jacked. And then you've got me who's like, you know, a little puny. My, my mouth is a little more than what my muscle shows, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's kind of a thing where, as time went on, the opportunity got presented to me. JT and I were actually supposed to be in the uh, the same match as one another in our debuts, but it just happened to work out where um, he had like personal stuff going on at the time, not being able to be at training as much due to having like work and whatnot. And uh, my schedule kind of got fast tracked to where uh, I ended up debuting in like March of 2017. And he ended up debuting in the uh, same year uh, later on in July. So um, again, not exactly the plan of being a tag team, but as time went on, I had more of a mentality of being a wrestler and he had that full mentality uh, altogether. I'm sure he could kind of dive in on that at all as well. Well, we, we've definitely, of being tag team together we've been to like ring of honor shows and stuff like that we made a sign saying that we were going to be future on future ring of honor tag team champions and stuff like that so like we've always had the mentality of tagging but when we got into wrestling it wasn't about that until like eight months later yeah something like that i mean you look at the story too and it's like again like jtu was saying like we've always wanted to be a tag team it's just I think I kind of had the mentality of like, oh, I'm too small to do this. You know, like I think any five, seven hundred and fifty pound person will have that same mentality. But it's like you got to follow your dreams and take a bet on yourself. Well, and I think you guys are doing that. I mean, I've had the honor of now seeing you guys. Uh, and I do say honor because it's not easy to do what you guys do. But I've had the honor of seeing you two uh, tear it up, I want to say, five or six times now. And it's always been against the Dirty Vets. Most recently, it was against um, Young Love there uh, last weekend at Crossbody. And relatively easy victory for you guys, considering that they're still up and coming, where you've been tagging now for about eight months, nine months, but or close to maybe a year and a half. And they're still kind of getting the ropes. But you can see it, in, in your, especially in your matches with Dirty Vets, because they have literally been around for a very long time. They are vets. You guys are at the same caliber. It's just... You know, you got to punch through that ceiling. And I got to be honest, I can't wait for October because you guys are getting that one final shot. And I'm hoping the Cinderella story comes true. And I'm going to be doing commentating that night for that show. So I can't wait to say, you know, kind of JR cliche, 
The boyhood dreams have come true. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you guys hold those belts up for the first time. So, uh, but I've been, I, I got to say that. You're not, you're not uh, jinxing us here, and hopefully that actually goes to play. <laughs> I, I don't think I am. I hope not. JT, do you think I'm jinxing you? I don't think I am. Uh, it's a possibility. If it doesn't happen, then I'm, I think I'm going to blame you, though. Okay. Um, yeah, I then, then this last two minutes of the podcast, this is great, because the last two minutes of this podcast, I can edit completely out. So I don't have to worry about that. It was never said. It was never said. It's perfect. No, but seriously, I mean, uh, back to the, the kind of storyline and the rivalry that you guys have had with the Dirty Vets. I mean, there's nowhere else you can go. This story, unfortunately, whether good or bad, it has to really end in October. And are you prepared for the next challenge? If it does go the way you hope it does, or if it doesn't, because we all have to be realistic, if it doesn't go the way you expect it, what is the next kind of chapter at Crossbody anyways for Empire? You know, it's kind of interesting because, like, the story with the Dirty Vets doesn't even just start at Crossbody. I mean, um, for... Well, and like me, because that's where I kind of learned about... That's where I kind of uh, kind of got entwined with the story. So, like me, where does the history with this rivalry begin? Because it really is, as far as I'm concerned, one of my, one of my personal favorite rivalries in indie wrestling today. Because you don't really get those rivalries too often because it's hard to kind of people to, to fill in where things are happening. So, enlighten me on the history with the Dirty Vets. So, uh, JT and I had the, uh, the podcast, Weekly Rest Podcast, going uh, for several years. And uh, throughout doing the podcast, we were up at Barry, uh, before, formerly before Barry Wrestling. It was Power Slam Wrestling Extreme PWE. And uh, that's where we first met the Dirty Vets, Ted and Custom. I mean, we've known those guys since pretty much our start in wrestling. So it's like, it's really cool being able to kind of grow ourselves into this point where we're actually being able to hang with uh, a team like the Dirty Vets. Uh, those guys have been everywhere. They've won so much tag gold. They've hung in the ring with some of the best names there is. And it's like the fact that we're even being considered for a position against those guys is awesome. I, I remember finding out uh, in January that we were getting the match against them. And it was JT and I looked at each other. We're like, this is cool. Like, this is a dream come true, realistically. Because, like, that's, that's one of the teams we thought we'd never face. We'd never thought we'd be in a ring. But... Once it started, it was like, man, that's a, that's a team that we'll never face. We'll never be on that caliber. And it's like the fact that we're even put in the same sentence as Notorious TID and Custom Ryan, it's, it blows my mind. But getting back to the rivalry itself, it's like we've had, what, one, two, three, four matches against them, I think, at this point. Um, and they're literally some of our best matches. Um, I, I hate those guys right now, but they bring out the best in us, man. Um I think October the 5th is going to be um, probably the toughest challenge we have to date. We're putting our careers on the line across body. And for those who weren't there this past Saturday, if we don't win that match, not only are we done in cross body, we are literally going back to step one and we have to be referees again. So it's like, we're putting it all out there, man. Hopefully, uh, fate has our back that day and we're able to become tag team champions. But if not, we, uh, we put it all on the line. Yeah, so, it's essentially all or nothing for us. For that. So, in, in terms of tag team wrestling, because I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. I love tag team wrestling. It's one of my, my favorite staples in the wrestling business. Some of my favorite tag teams uh, of recent would be, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Dash and Dawson. I, I love those guys. I'm a big fan of the Usos. You can't get enough of the high-flying there. If I were to go classic and old school, I'd probably have to say, you know, uh, you got Money, Inc., you've got the Natural Disasters, 
I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm trying to name a lot of tag teams, even the mega powers at one point. Tag team wrestling kind of was a staple in the 80s and the 90s for a little bit. But then once the Attitude Era came, it, it, it's not to be cliche, it kind of fell flat until about mm, two years or three years into the Attitude Era. Then we got the resurgent with the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys. But then again, in the early 2000s, it kind of took a nosedive. Now we're starting to see tag team wrestling come to the mainstream with guys like the New Day. Like I said, Dash and Dawson. So um, where do you guys stand on tag team wrestling as it is now? Do you see a resurgence? Do you see it becoming more popular than it's ever been now at this point? Because I do, just based on what I'm watching and all the platforms that I do watch. From New Japan, to Ring of Honor, to Impact, to even AEW. Like those tag team matches with the Young Bucks... And um, the Lucha Bros, that was, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it, but that was a stellar tag team match. Probably one of my favorite tag team matches of this year. And we've still got four months left of the year. So where do you guys stand on the kind of, i cliche to say, but people are saying the tag team is kind of resurging back to the forefront of pro wrestling? Uh, the way I see it, like when you're saying that back in the day it was good and then it fell off and then like, uh, the way I see it is, people started being more uh, greedy and, like, selfish. So they wanted their own spotlight and didn't want to be in a tag team. It wasn't until, like, you have no other choice, but you team up. And the same thing, like, with New Day, they couldn't really do much by themselves. So they decided to go together, and now they're, like, one of the biggest things in WWE. Um, there's so many people now in wrestling. The, the single scene is pretty hot, and you can't really... You have to be a certain person to be able to fit in and by yourself nowadays, it seems like. So um, getting into a tag team, everybody sees the Young Bucks, like you said, and all, like, all these tag teams that are pretty big right now, it's, it's, it's a pretty good scene. So I do think that it's going to start picking up again if it already hasn't. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, too, is like you got to look back at the Ontario scene, like you've got two big names right now uh, on the scene that are picked up by big companies. You've got the Impact Tag Team Champions, the North, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander. You've got AEW's, probably one of their top tag teams they've got going right now, the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I mean, you, you look at that and that's just inspiring on its own. Um, I, I think tag team wrestling is alive and well. I think tag team wrestling is probably the best it's ever been you've got tag team wrestling main eventing shows more often than not now which is really cool i i personally love tag team wrestling uh more than any type of wrestling and that that sounds insane but it's just there's something about a tag team match that just man if it's done right it is a thing of beauty i i think back to like the the revival versus diy from Yes, yes, like, yes. <laughs> so good, man. Like, being in the crowd for that, that was probably one of the most inspiring things you could possibly be in the crowd for. I mean, I, I've been reffing for quite a bit, too, so getting a chance to uh, share the ring this past weekend uh, at Alpha One with the Impact Tag Team Champions, the North, it's like, to see how far those guys have come, it's crazy to see the tag team scene right now. It's it, It's really inspiring, again, to see, like, guys that have come from our area that are doing it right. So, in terms of tag team matches, uh, all-time favorites. I mean, you mentioned uh, uh, Revival versus uh, DIY, which was an absolute barn burner. It's still one of my all-time favorites. But where do you? What's your guys' all-time favorite? JTU first. What's your? If you could think back to a really 
just amazing tag team match. Doesn't matter if it was indie, doesn't matter if it was WWE, Ring of Honor, I don't care. Just give me your, I guess, one of your all-time favorite tag team matches. Um, I would have to say the TLC matches with like the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian for sure. The amount of stuff that they were doing in those matches and just the amount of things that they're willing to put their bodies through to put a, a good show out for them and like the amount of intriguing things they got done in those TLC matches. It's just inspiring for us. Like when we go eventually, we already had a lot of match against each other and the amount of things that we were thinking of doing. And like eventually when we get another lot of match as a tag team, like we'll definitely be looking into stuff like that in order to. It's like, so crazy just to, just to bring that ladder match up. Cause like we were afforded that opportunity so early on in our career. So like the fact that like, we're a tag team now. We've come like so far since then. I can only imagine the things we'd be able to do. Dangerous things? Like, would you say that it's things that would literally be a whole bunch of oh, oh my god yeah. moments or stuff that would be done oh, still kind of on the edge, but safely? Oh, no, no. Uh, 100% dangerous. That's like me in a nutshell. Uh, I've got my stupid stuff in my mouth. That's all I've got. <laughs> JT, can I ask you a question? Do you ever get tired of having to back up Matt when his mouth writes checks that he himself can't cash? <laughs> well, he's uh, he's pretty uh, wildy himself, so sometimes sometimes he can back up things that he says. But uh, no, I don't I don't mind backing him, backing him up when he needs it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's brotherly love, right? And you're the older exactly. brother, so I'm you've got to protect him. Like uh, I'm a chihuahua. He's like the Doberman or like the German Shepherd or something. I don't know, some big dog. That's oh, not me. no, no. no. J, J, <laughs> J, listen, JT is straight pit bull, and you're not a chihuahua. I put you more as like a Yorkie. Oh, that's not too bad. That's decent. Even my girlfriend got a good pop out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, tell me about um, – I'm a big fan of comic books. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you've listened to the show, but I'm a big fan of comic books. And one of my favorite comic book series was a series that ran in the 80s and the 90s. It was called What If. It was basically a series of comic books where if things didn't happen, what if? Uh, if uh, Daredevil didn't go blind? If the Punisher's family was never killed, if Peter Parker never got bit by the spider, do you kind of see where I'm going? Yep, yep. Yep. So let's go with a little bit of what if I want to paint a picture. What if one day you two are at the height of your tag team career? You both, you know, share a house together. Your girlfriends are there. You decide to go downstairs. You chill out in your backyard with your pool. There's a nice, you know, Keurig coffee machine there. You both pour yourself a hot cup of coffee. And you sit down outside staring at the beautiful sun, we'll say in Malibu. Just because I'm trying to paint the scene. And in front of you lay five contracts. Each contract is for the same amount of dates, the same amount of money. And the contracts are to WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and Impact Wrestling. And the only reason I mention those five exclusively is because those are the five I literally follow through and through to the team. Okay? Which one would you choose? And which tag team would you decide to run your first, you know, kind of rivalry with? And would it be three straight matches of just great tag team wrestling? You know, old school, cutting the ring off, breaking down your opponent, a little bit of high flying, the high spots, the low spots, the outside the ring spots, all that kind of stuff. Or would it be just stipulation upon stipulation upon stipulation till you literally got to the last possible stipulation you could? I 100% need a couple seconds to think about this, so JT, go first. <laughs> Even though I don't really see it happening, if I had the choice, WWE would be the place to go. Um, obviously, NXT first, and 
for a feud of some sort. Say it's like now, obviously, because if that ever has a chance to happen, it will be years down the road. So these people probably won't even be in NXT. But uh, I'd say Red Dragon or like Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly would be, definitely be a good team to to feud with. Simple tag team matches are good, but uh, like stipulation matches, steel cage, uh, whatever, hardcore matches, something like that would definitely be more my uh, my thought process than even though having three good matches with uh, them two would be amazing. But that's essentially that. I, I, like, I, I like your answer, JT. Now now that Matt's had his few seconds, come on there, big mouth. You got you to gotta put up the pay. <laughs> Shit, I gotta write some more checks that my mouth can't cash. No. Um, <laughs> I gotta be honest, man. Like, this is a tough one. I was not anticipating this. Um, okay, do you I want me to narrow it down to three? Should I take away two? I personally say AEW. Okay. Um, and I say that because, I don't know, man. Like, I watch WWE and, like, I get it. That's, like, the childhood dream. That's, like, the quote-unquote be all, be all, end all, whatever you want to call it. But it's just, like... I see how many times people go there and get misused or just not used at all. And it's like, I would be so, can I swear? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would be so fucking miserable, not wrestling. Like if I go a weekend without wrestling, I am the most miserable goddamn person there is. So just like processing that, I think I'd want to pick AEW just in that sense, I mean, I think they're going to use a lot of their talent really well. They've got a fantastic tag team division that they seem to be focusing on so much. Um, selfishly, again, I'd probably pick the Young Bucks to uh, have a program with or the the, the Dark Order. Um, I think both of those teams are at the top of their caliber, and that's nothing against any of the other teams that are in AEW or in pro wrestling at all, but it's just like those two teams stick out, I think. Um, I'd be a little different from JT where I'd want like probably like two normal matches where we're like we go back and forth, like um, the one match we win, the second match they win, the third match we have a stipulation match. Like I, I think that's the way I'd want it to go just to build it up properly like a story. Um, I wouldn't be against doing full stipulation matches because at the end of the day, like they're, I guess, a little easier if that makes sense. But um, I, I'd, I'd want to do like the three match series, the classic three match series where you have the back and forth and then you have the big blow off at the end. Very cool. I actually like both answers, gentlemen. I have to appreciate both answers for what they are. I do want to get back to one interesting question though, Matt. You mentioned that you, uh, you recently shared the ring, uh, with, uh, the, uh, Impact Tag Team Champions, uh, at Alpha One there and you were refing. Is it hard to go from wrestler Back to ref. And JT, I'm not sure if you're still refing as well on the side, but is it hard to transition uh, from, you know, wrestling one one day and then refing the next day when you still have that twinkle in your eye and you're, or you're kind of watching the match and you're supposed to be doing your job, but then you're like, fuck, man, right now it's wide open. I mean, I could just hit that. I could hit that top corner and I could just do a coup de bras right there and I can end this whole thing. You know, is it hard to kind of turn it off? It's so crazy that you say that because, like, you say, like, doing one thing one day and then doing the other the other day. I literally had a couple of shows towards the end of my run where, like, I was doing both in the same day. Like, the same day I wrestled Kingdom James for New School Wrestling, like, two hours later, I was suiting up as a ref. And there was a lot of guys that were looking at me in the back uh, that were, like, I guess not the biggest fans of what I was doing because I, I guess I was proverbially kind of shitting on wrestling by, like, 
wrestling two hours earlier and then going out as a ref and whatever the case may be. But it's like, for my thought process the whole time, it was like, I was getting bookings, doing both. Everybody was like supporting me doing both. So like that, that was okay. But again, to go back to the question, it's like, I didn't really have an issue separating both. I, I found that like being a ref improved myself as a wrestler. Again, going back to the positioning and all that stuff, like I don't think I'd be half as good as I am wrestling if I didn't do the refing stuff before. And JT, what about you? Are you still do you still ref um, as well or oh I mean I've been ref for a good uh year and a half now, I think. Um, and it was just the beginning, essentially, of my wrestling career that I was refing. So I didn't really, I wasn't into it as much as I was now. And again, like you said before, um, not wrestling on weekend, it's like, it's a bummer and it's stuff like that. So like, um, I never had that issue because I wasn't ref- I wasn't wrestling as much. So there wasn't that difficulty going back and forth because I'd ref, like it did be a good weekend or two in between of like refing and wrestling so it wasn't it wasn't the smooth transition that like Matt's had to do sometimes and in terms of your wrestling styles both of you we can I mean we tell you know Matt again every tag team you guys kind of fit the mold perfectly one is the mouthpiece with the occasional firecracker and the other one is the big you know brute strong uh silent and carries a big stick but you guys mesh very well and obviously I mean brotherhood growing up stuff like that uh, it kind of helps transcend. But, you know, going back to the days, because I didn't have a brother. I had two sisters. They annoyed the crap out of me. I used to break their Barbie dolls. They used to steal G.I. Joe to marry Barbie. It was a big whole fiasco. One time they stole a Thundercat. I lost my shit. But um, in terms of having brothers, like when you guys were younger, did you butt heads a lot? Was there a lot of throwdowns and kind of reenactments of whatever you maybe saw on TV? Or was it just, um, you know, we're, we're brothers, that's it, that's who we are, we're packed for life, I love him, he loves me, I'm going to have his back no matter what. To, to be honest... Nobody like, picks up my brother but me. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I feel like I had uh, more issues with our other brother okay. than I did. I, I can't really recall too many actual incidents with, with Matt. But Legit, like, again, going back to what I said, like, we had that connection. JT and I had that connection of, like wrestling and there, there wasn't really any sort of like ill will towards each other the only thing i can ever think of is like the whole styrofoam belt thing and like beating the yeah, crap we, out of each other play wrestling essentially and just we we hung up a styrofoam belt and our fan light and it was touching the light bulb and ended up melting it <laughs> oh, okay so you better better have be careful with that one then i guess eh? <laughs> we were having ladder matches before they were cool Oh, okay. So you guys were the innovator of like the indie ladder match. They were ladder matches before they became so hyped up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of, I guess, other influences for you guys, I mean, tag teams are great, but you know, you have your own, you have your own kind of gimmicks and characters that flow with the tag team. I mean, Matt, you're the undeniable Matt Grant. Uh, JT, you're the, you know, the reject. So where did these monikers and names kind of come from? And who do you kind of, I guess you'd say your own personal influences in the ring, like who you aspire to be or who, you know, inspired you? I guess for me personally, um, I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, When I first started, I was talking a lot with uh, Death Proof founder Warhead about kind of like what to exactly do with a name. Because like when I first started, man, I had like no clue how things were uh, working out so like I didn't know whether I wanted a shoot name a gimmick name whatever and 
for those that don't know, Matthew Grant is my real name. I, I go by that because it's just, I don't know, man. I, I find it super complicated to go by a gimmick name, but to each drone, I suppose. Um, the undeniable thing came, again, from uh, Warhead. He had pitched something to do with an underdog, and I was like, I kind of want this cool little, like, ring to it so i wanted something that started with a u so it would go like it would flow really nicely and i was like hmm looked up some stuff on the internet i was like undeniable that sounds good nobody's using that undeniable underdog that sounds really good so when i first started my death proof uh run when i was young blood champion i was known as the undeniable underdog and as time went on i was like you know i'm winning a lot of matches um Can't i really don't be an underdog if you're winning exactly yes yeah, that's why I'm like, I, I don't think it, the, the underdog thing's really working out for me anymore. So I kind of just took the underdog away and I'm straight undeniable now. And uh, as soon as I did that, you had somebody by the name of Tess Blanchard going on TV and uh, flaunting that nickname. So I'm like, uh, why'd you have to do that to me? But I'm sticking to it. I'm not leaving that nickname by its wayside. I'm undeniable and I did it before Tess did it. <laughs> There we go. Right, straight talk exclusive right there. Matt Grant just broke it. JT, what about you, buddy? I didn't like... I've never liked my, my first name, and my last name's just a little weird. It's, I, I I wanted initials. I didn't want a name like that, so like, I was going to go with uh, like my first middle initial or like something like that. I was going to do like JD or DJ, but like it didn't really... Like DJ didn't really flow yesterday with DJZ and like, but I didn't want to be an actual like DJ. Mm -hmm. So like, I felt like you, that would have been so much DJ. And for some reason I went immediately to DJ Gabriel. <laughs> I was actually going to yeah. say DJ Tanner from full house. That's where my mind was going right away. Oh, that's good. That's good. Funny tidbit is when I was born, my, they were supposed to call me DJ because of that show. And, uh, my parents never called me DJ. Like my first and middle name are just, fit-ins to suit up the the DJ name, mm -hmm. but I've never been called DJ. Oh, okay. Well, I that's that's good. Yeah, I thought it would have been too much of a gimmick thing, so I was like, okay, I'll do this. And then I was thinking either TJ or JT, and I just went with JT because, I don't know, that's the one I decided on. And uh, Kirk is just, like, uh, shortened my last name, so it just flows like that. Mm -hmm. And what about uh, the reject? Where did that come from? Um, That one was a tough one. I went... For a good, like, two weeks trying to figure out a, a nickname. And uh, at one point, I wanted to be the D Like, I, I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. I don't really pay attention to it since I've been wrestling now. It's just wrestling consumes my life, so it's just the way it is. Uh, I have a tattoo for them. So it was going to be called... I wanted to be called, like, Devil something or something along the lines of towards that. So I was thinking Devil's Reject. And then I went on the internet and found out there's a dude already named the devil's reject so I was like i can't do that and then we were watching something i can't remember who it was but there was a tag team called the rejects i was like I was like that wouldn't be too bad i can be the reject jt kirk and like i told matt matt kind of just chuckled and i was like that actually sounds really good um i have been advised to maybe add something to it not just be just the reject like how matt is the under was the undeniable underdog i was advised to do like the something reject but I haven't got around to that yet, and I don't know if I am. But no, I like I, yeah, I, I like the the JT uh, the reject JT Kirk. I, I think it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it kind of just fits who I am as a person and who I am 
well, my personality flows with my character a little bit, so like it just fit. With like the whole reject thing, um, JT's failing to mention this, but he ended up going up to Iowa for a, a revolver seminar, and it was actually Jimmy Jacobs who was giving them that advice about, um, you know, changing his name and adding something to it. I think uh, when he told me it, like, again, like you were saying, uh, George, it, it runs right off the tongue. So it's like, you can't really complain. And I, I think at the end of the day, it suits who he is. Um, I know a lot of his influences kind of been uh, inspired that nickname as well, which I'm sure he can get into, but it's like, I, I think there, there hasn't been really anything that's flowed better with him than that whole nickname and that whole character. No, I think, I think the way both of you guys mesh, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I had to watch a couple shows. I had to really see it because with me, I, I don't just bring anybody on the show. I don't just try to fill episodes. I've been very blessed early on in my, uh, you guys are actually officially episode 98. So I'm closing in on my 100 and I've already got my 100 locked in the can. And I want to tell you who it is, but I'm not going to. You're going to have to listen. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who the 100 is, but you guys are episode 98. But, I mean, I, I love to scout the talent that I'm interviewing. I like to get to know them, do my research, so I can go into things. I'm not just one of those podcasters who's like, hey, let's start a podcast, do it. No, I want to do my research, and I want to go in, I want to scout the talent, and I want to know that they're going to be somebody that I want to showcase on the show and somebody that I, that I want to enjoy having a conversation with. And I can tell 32 minutes into this one, I'm having a blast, and I hope you guys are having the same thing, too, because uh, I feel like we can genuinely, probably talk. Genuinely, I've looked at my girlfriend multiple times and been like, man, like this guy knows his shit, and it's really <laughs> refreshing because like, I've done several interviews where it's like, you get those generic questions of like, how did you start wrestling? And I get it. Like you did ask that, but it's like, you also have expanded and you've also gone in and you know what we're doing. And it's super cool that somebody's actually taken the time to do that because as former podcasters ourselves, it's like, Hey man, like we can appreciate you put it in that work. Yeah, and I appreciate that too. I mean, you know, it took a little bit of time. Our schedules kind of didn't sync up, but we finally were here now and we're doing it and I'm having a great time. But one other question I do always want to shed the light on because, uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. Uh, when you guys are in the ring and you're having your matches and you're, you're, you know, you're doing your communication, you're doing everything a tag team should be doing. And, you know, you've got the classic guys that kind of cut the ring off and they kind of break the one person away. You guys, though, I find don't really do that. You guys do a lot of, you know, uh, uh, tag team moves. You guys do a lot of uh, multiples and stuff like that. Do a lot of high flying and stuff like that. But I've never really seen cutting off because there's the brute strength from JT and then there's the high flying and the fast pace. This, well, both of you have incredible speed. You do. But are you fans of like the classic cutting the ring off or do you prefer to do kind of the um, out there crazy fast pace stuff? I like being flashy. I, I think, um, and this isn't to toot our own horns because I mean, we've stolen a lot of our booze from like uh, UK scene and stuff like that. So like, Again, not taking credit for these moves whatsoever, but I, I think in terms of Ontario, like we have some of the best tag moves possible. Uh, we do like tandem code breaker. We do a, a wheelbarrow face buster code breaker combo. We've got that sweet corner combo with the Miz line, the knees and the drop kick. Uh, we've got a tower of London double stuff. Like there's so many different cool things that we do as a team that we've kind of like picked apart from certain other teams and made it our own. And it's like, I think we enjoy doing the flashy stuff. We enjoy kind of standing out amongst the bunch. Uh, again, that's nothing against the classic tag team stuff because, like, it's so cool to watch that stuff uh, go down. I, I Again, you've you mentioned the Revival multiple times. Those guys are classic 
classic guys. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Tag Team 101, man. That's Tag Team 101. Yeah, so it's like we love that stuff, but I, I think we just enjoy being Flash. I don't know about you, JT, but that's that's personally my perspective. Well, yeah, the cutting off the ring, it, it works, it's effective, but if you can beat up a guy with a bunch of moves, then he's not going to be tagging anytime soon anyway. Um, and, that's a fair point. Yeah, Flash stuff is really good, and like you said, we have all these tag moves that we, we're doing, and over the last like month or so, we've tried to or started to thinking about uh, adapting new new moves into it and stuff like that. We're, we're always looking back and we're always trying to improve ourselves and whether that's like watching our own matches back and kind of picking things apart or watching other tag team matches being like, ooh, that'd be kind of cool. Could we do that? Yeah. Could we do that? Our mind is constantly moving and like every time we watch wrestling, like I can be randomly driving with my girlfriend and be like, Something just pops in my head, like, oh, I should do this move. Or if I, like, I'll just randomly remember a move that I've seen. And, like, ooh, how can I do it like this? Because all my moves are face busters. So, like, mm. I'll see a move, be like, ooh, how can I switch that to a face buster? Or I'll see intriguing face buster style moves and be like, ooh, maybe I should do that. And we, like, added them into, uh, made them in, some of them into tag moves. And anybody who's listening to this, I, I really, really want you to encourage, instead of calling JT the reject, call him the Messiah, the face buster. Because, like, realistically, like, that that's that's what it should be. And I, I've been trying to say that for quite some time, but he won't go for it. I tried it at one time. I did a hashtag on, on Twitter about it, but it never caught on, so. <laughs> so you just you just dropped it. The Twitter the Twitter burst was like, uh, uh-uh, sorry, Matt, we're not buying it. We're we're sticking with the reject. I, I get it. I get it. I, uh, Matt, you know what? It's fine. You can you can be upset after, but we're still in the interview. So let's just focus. Let's we're at the home stretch here. Okay, come on. You got to focus now. So it, it, one other thing I, I love. Have you guys done any stipulation matches? Uh, that you have, I mean, you mentioned ladder matches and stuff like that, but tag team style, have you done any stipulation matches tag team? And if you have, what are your favorites? If you haven't, what would be one match you would love to do? Yeah, we haven't really done any, any stipulation matches other than maybe like we've done a couple like notice qualification matches, but the definitely the one I'd say would be the kendo stick on a pole match because, well, I love my kendo stick and I'm a big fan of TNA and like their old style, like matches and they always did pull stuff on a pole matches so like i tried to I, t- I talked to a certain promoter and was like is there any way we can work in a kind of stick on a pole match sometime and it never happened but randomly it, it came out at hbw that we were doing a candlestick on a pole match i was like i was so happy about that we did the unsanctioned match i, I remember too just like a couple weeks Go. We've had a couple of no disqualification matches that kind of stick on a pole match. Um, the the big thing that really stands out for me, and I know technically we weren't in it together, but like we, uh, I did the cage match back uh, about a year ago for Pro Wrestling Ontario, and that's where Empire started in PWO, and uh, that's something I've always wanted to kind of go back to um, as a tag team, especially because I mean. With that match, I think there was too much of a story to tell, so there wasn't exactly a lot we could have done. But I think when, uh, and if the opportunity pops up with JT and I getting to do another cage match, I think we'd go balls to the walls, and I think we'd be able to do a lot more than I was able to do in that first match. Um, A ladder match, obviously. I think anybody that's a tag team wants to be 
uh, in a ladder match just to kind of uh, throw back to those uh, classic Edging Kirsch and Douglas Boys, Hardy Boys tag team matches. Um, it's not really anything else that stands out to me. I mean, I love to do a TLC match, <laughs> but um, no, like uh, in terms of the matches we've been able to do, I was really proud of that kendo stick on a pole match uh, with Tyler Arrow and Tantrum. I think um, Tyler Arrow is one of those guys that gets it. Um, there's not many that do that are up and coming. And again, that's not knocking on anybody. It's just, there's some people that get it and there's some people that don't. And, uh, Aaron and I told an incredible story that night with the help of, uh, Tantrum and JT. And I think going forward, uh, we're going to play off of that quite a bit. So we've got a couple of matches with them coming up. All right, so before I ask my final question of the night, uh, since we have a chance, this episode, like I said, is going to air this Friday, the, uh, the 23rd, but is there any uh, any other shows upcoming after the 23rd that you want to shout out so the listeners can know where they can find you, look you up, maybe see you in person? Well, uh, I know if it's airing Friday, it doesn't matter, but this Friday I will be in Kitchener for Crossbody, their showcase show number, I'm not sure what number it's on, but this weekend we're in... London for Taco Fest for kid or for Crossbody as well. Tacos and wrestling. It doesn't get much better than that. No, it doesn't. No. And anything else after that? Like anything coming up in September or close to the October fifth show? Yeah, we've got uh, HBW uh, just announced that we're going to be competing in a triple threat tag team match for the HBW tag team titles. Uh, so we're going to be taking on Jake Jones and Tyler Arrow as well as the current champions Raunchy Nuts. So. That one's been building up for about a year now. Um, we stepped away from HPW last year when they crowned their first champions with the thought process of, hey, we don't need to prove ourselves to be tag team champions. So we stepped away and we came back back in February with the, the goal of becoming tag team champions, proving to HPW that we can go through any tag team possible to be tag team champions. So um, that's coming up on September the 7th. The following weekend on the 15th, uh, we defend our Courage Pro Wrestling Tag Team titles for the first time. Uh, we were crowned champions, I guess, technically back in July, but we don't get the championships till the 15th of September. And we will be defending those titles against the team of Mike Forte and Tyler Arrow. Again, a little bit of a trend here. Arrow seemed to continue to get his head involved to our business. So I guess two weeks in a row, we're going to have to kick his ass. Nice. I like it. That's, that's it. Tyler Arrow, are you listening? If you're not listening, you should probably listen because there's there's like a bounty on your head. Right now, I feel like it's Grand Theft Auto. I feel like there's a serious bounty going on right now. And uh, my final question of the day for you gentlemen, and then we'll let you enjoy your evening. Uh, dream matches. Everybody's got them. If you want, I can tell you mine, and then you guys can tell me yours. But any team... I'm actually kind of curious. What do you got in mind? Oh, my dream match? Oh, Oof. All right, here we go. Here's the buildup. Uh... Stink, but Sting, Crow Stink. Okay, I'm a big Stink fan, but Crow Stink. Coming down from the Raptors, we're talking time period 96, 97. He's taking that year off. He comes back at Starcade to face Hulk Hogan. And just as he's about to win the title, out comes this young buck in just a white face. Comes out, beats the crap out of him. Turns around and, and grabs a mic and says, you're faded out because the ghost is here. Then the lights go black and I disappear. We end up having one match only. In a graveyard. Nobody gets buried alive. You just literally tear the shit out of each other in a graveyard. The only way to win is to knock the other dude out with a... get buried alive? No, no, nobody gets buried alive. The only way to win is to uh, hit the guy over the head with a shovel, 
shove him inside Hearst, and he has to drive out of the cemetery. That's my ultimate dream match. We're talking tombstones, trees, whatever I can find on the ground. Well, I'm a, I'm a big Undertaker fan, so that's, uh, that sounds like a great, uh, great match. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate I put a lot of thought into that. I did. I put a lot of thought and effort into that. So now that I have outlaid my dream match, gentlemen, what is your dream match? It could be a tag team, could be a single wrestler, any time period, any wrestler living or dead. Uh, let's go with JT first. Just because I am a big Undertaker fan and I would like to do a tag match, Undertaker and Kane would definitely be a good dream match for Empire. Um, I don't know what time period. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I was self like I was definitely expecting to be like selfishly. I want the Undertaker by myself. But the fact that you actually included me with that, I I, I can append. I, I can uh, tip my hat to. So Brotherhood of Destruction. Let's not say the recent return of the Brotherhood because that was not a good return. We all saw that horrible match at Crown Jewel. It was god-awful. They all should have stopped wrestling years ago. Let's say Brotherhood of Destruction 1999-ish, 2001-ish. How's that sound for you, JT? That's about the right time period? Um, Maybe even a little later. The uh, like the badass Taker and Kane uh, time period. Okay, nice. I that's, like that. about, that's about that time period, I'd say. Yeah, I like that time period. I'm good with that time period. And Matt, what about you? What's your ultimate dream match? Oh, now he put me on the spot because, like, he picked a tag team match and, like, I was going to... I gave JT the option first because I knew he would answer right away because he's already thinking of his answers. You need like, a few uh, seconds. I gave you a few seconds, man. I gave you uh, a few. I was like, I, selfishly, I wanted to pick a singles match, but, like, now I, I can't even do that. You can't like, do that because then that just sullies what JT did, and that's not cool to him, man. I gotta be <laughs> honest with you. Steadily, JT's becoming my favorite member of Empire. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if I had to be honest, like it, it's got to be like uh, I want to say like maybe Edge and Christian. I also like Steed and Generico pop in mind too because like those two are incredible. And like when it comes to like the independent level, I think those two guys are two guys we really really look up to. He brought up uh, Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish earlier. I think those guys are phenomenal. There's just like. So many. If I have to stick to one, it's got to be Edge and Christian. Those guys are phenomenal. Um, I'd probably say like TLC era Edge nice. and Christian. Nice. Um, if there's another one, I, I know you were talking about earlier where like tag team wrestling kind of died down in like the, the late 2000s, but like for some reason, the big one that's popping in my head is Rated RKO. And I don't know why that is, but Edge and Randy Orton during that whole time period would be so much fun. Yeah, that's when Edge unfortunately got injured, and I think Randy was in a stint or two of rehab at that point. I'm not 100% sure on that. But I know he did have his battles with addiction for sure. So, yeah, you know, actually, that wouldn't be bad. But, again, you see right there, like, that's a time period we're talking about, right, where it, it, it wasn't about teams that meshed together. It was just like, hmm, we're not doing anything you. We're not doing anything with you. Uh, let's put you together as a tag team. And, and, and I get it. I get it. You both kind of came from kind of tag team backgrounds because when Randy Orton started, he was teaming with Batista when they were part of uh, Evolution. And then you had, you know, Edge, obviously, with Christian. There's a uh, bona fide tag team right there. But I always feel like tag teams should be developed and encouraged, like the Usos, uh, like Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, like, you know, DIY for a minute because they were, but like Authors of Pain, anybody kind of coming up through the system now, you can see that it, it's meshes if they've always kind of been together 
together because they're fluid. They can feel off. They can feel each other. They can already know what each other's doing. Sometimes they don't even talk in the ring because they know exactly what they're doing. And, and that's the kind of part of tag team wrestling that I love. And I love that it's coming back to the fold because they're not just sticking guys together anymore. They're actually developing teams together, which is quite refreshing because it's been a long time coming that I think tag team deserve to be at the forefront. And it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that across all the platforms. And it's something that I think will pay off in the eventual run. Plus, I see a lot of factions coming back, which is great. Love when you see all the factions coming out together, right? Like you got OVE out and Impact, stuff like that. Like it's just, it's a great time right now for all the cool things that are doing with wrestling. And despite what anybody says, if there's an impending Monday Night War happening or a Wednesday Night War with whatever AEW and WWE got going on, who cares? Just right now, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan again. You know what I mean? Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I, I don't want to agree more. I don't want to push down like the thrown together teams too much because like there has been some thrown together teams that just like go on to be amazing. Like New Age Outlaws for one, they were just thrown together. They weren't supposed to be a long time team, and then just they just clicked. It seemed like so. Like there are those and a team, a team those, we brought up so many times already. Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish. Those guys literally got thrown together, and like not only did they make it on the independent level, they got so good to the point where the WWE couldn't deny them and sign them as a tag team. So. Like, you look at those guys, and they are a prime example of, like, how two guys can be thrown together and make things work. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? You're right. Uh, credit where credit's due, you guys. You guys proved me wrong on my own show, so uh, I'm never going to have you back now. So that's, that's you guys have ruined everything. <laughs> no, but gentlemen, I want to take the time out to say thank you so much for being episode 98 on Straight Talk. And I also want to officially let you know now that you are officially members of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you guys want to get together again, you got time to kill, you want to shoot the shit, just message me and say, hey, George, let's do another one. I would absolutely love to have you guys back on the show. Hopefully one day I can get you down to Brampton so we can actually record one in the studio instead of not over Skype because that would be great just to shoot the shit with wrestling. And it would be awesome. It would be fantastic. I think you guys are a great tag team. You're up and coming. You're strong. You're going to get those crossbody titles, fingers crossed. And I think everything, I think the sky's the limit for you guys. And one day I honestly truly hope to see you on my television because I can say, hey, I interviewed those guys. Now I can call you and say, hey, guys, can I get free tickets? Because I, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> that, that sounds um, great. I, w I would love to get down there now that I got a car recently. It's, it'd be a lot easier to do than it would have been a couple months ago. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hey, man, the door is always open. I know a lot of people don't like driving to Brampton, but you can come on through. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's kind of funny that he plugged the car because uh, real quickly before we go uh, we kind of put a little promotional image out saying something about an empire excursion just kind of to give the rundown of that uh we just got our car we've got passports we're willing to travel we're willing to promote shows we're willing to do whatever we can to uh possibly get a spot usually uh, uh on top of that, usually every show that we're on, every match, we try to film a, a promo for, a video promo. And not to bash on anybody, but sometimes it seems like there's not as much of that going around than there should be. No, you're yeah, people that at yeah, all. Yeah. And that's one thing as a tag team that we pride ourselves on is promotional stuff, uh, promotional material, whether it be images, whether it be video, whether it be, uh, you know, just putting a tweet or a Facebook message out. It's like, there's not enough promotion towards uh, shows that people are on, and we pride ourselves on that. So um, we, we want to travel, man. If there's anybody that's listening to this that wants to bring us wherever the hell you're running a show, uh, as long as we can make it and as long as we can uh, figure out the dates, 
we would love to make it happen. Well, let's go and ahead there, boys. Let's shout out the socials so people can know where to find you. I was going to say, on top of that, uh, with the stuff, the promotional stuff that we just put out for the, our uh, our travel availability, uh, we also put out a thing for uh, what teams we're looking to have dream matches for in the new future. So uh, there's that as well. Hopefully, with us traveling around, we'll be able to uh, knock some of those off the list. But uh, just to kind of put the teams out there too. I mean, I, I have the screenshot right in front of me. Uh, we've got Sabotage, which is a team from the Maritimes that we're uh, very big on. We've been watching a lot of their stuff, and honestly, we think they're very much uh, like what we're doing. So I'd I'd love to tear it up with those guys if the the opportunity popped up. The Carnies, uh, Nick Iggy, Kerry Awful, those guys are incredible, big inspirations on what we're doing today. And huge fans of them since the beginning of our team teaming together, even before that. So that would be awesome. Um, you've got either Brent Banks and Tarek, uh, known as the Steady Ballers, part of the Pillars, or you've got the BCW Tag Team Champions, Brent Banks and Aiden Prince. We'd love to tear it up with uh, eventually. Tabernacle, the team, literally one of the best unsigned teams in Canada. Uh, Matthew St. Jacques, Thomas Dubois, those guys uh, we'd love to be in a ring with. C4, the team of Chip Chambers and Kobe Christ, we'd love to be in the ring with those guys. Uh, Butchering the Blade, The Blade, and Andy Williams. Again, would love to be in the ring with those guys. And last but not least, a team we've brought up quite a few times during this interview, and that's the North, Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. If we could ever make those matchups happen, we'd love to. Uh, contact us on our social medias, at Empire Tag Team. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can contact myself on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Math Grant. First A is a four. My social media all around is at 4Kirk4. That's uh, all those tag team matches that you mentioned right now. I just got a whole sentence to say, and it's shut up and take my money. Just tell me where they are. <laughs> tell me when they'll be there, and I will definitely come down and support. Again, guys, thank you so much for taking the time out. Go enjoy your evenings with your girlfriends. Tell them I said hello. Their new favorite podcaster says hello. I air episodes every Friday, and I'm sure all four of you will now be listening to me religiously, and I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> 100% man thank you very much for having us alright guys enjoy your evening yeah, and alright and we will talk again soon I'm probably I'm actually going to be in Kitchener on Friday so I'll catch up with you guys when the episode drops hell yeah man take care alright bye guys bye -bye. yeah well that was just an epic amazing interview that again was Empire Tag Team that was my first tag team interview I love those guys they're fantastic they're up and comers like, like they said follow them on their socials they are going to be a team to watch in the next upcoming few years. So definitely get at them. And hey, that's it. Episode 98, wrap in the can. This was so much fun. Uh, episode 99 airs next week. I want to tell you who it is. Oh, but you're never going to find out. You have to wait until I drop it on the socials. So thank you guys so much. As always, I'm your host, George McKay. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com.
What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Two item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer, that's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.